0: Hello, welcome to Second Impressions, the Pride and Prejudice podcast. My name is Grace. And I'm Tom. And we're going to go through Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice chapter by chapter. So, um, why don't you go through the previous chapter first? Okay,
1: well, we're doing chapter 11 today. Oh, that's right, yes. And what happened in chapter 10, if you recall, uh, basically the meat of the chapter is Jane is continuing to do a little better, uh, getting over her illness. Mm Mm-hmm. The whole party, except for Jane, sitting around in the drawing room. Darcy and Elizabeth have a very long hypothetical argument about Bingley's character, Uh, etc., etc. Miss Bingley plays some music along with Mrs. Hurst. Darcy asks Elizabeth to dance, but she refuses. And basically, in Chapter 10, we learn that Darcy is smitten with Elizabeth. He mm-hmm. is as bewitched by her as no other woman has ever bewitched him before. That's right. But at this point in time, Darcy still believes he's not in any real danger mm-hmm. of falling in love with her. That's right. And so, do uh, you have something you want to say, Grace?
0: Yeah. I want to make a slight clarification um, of, of chapter of the previous episode. And um, this is where the spoilers were. So, in case you don't want to get spoiled, this is your spoiler warning. Um... So I said that like it's ironic um, that Elizabeth thinks that it's a virtue to like really trust your friends and, and like really trust their judgment, whereas Darcy says it's actually not a virtue and that you should trust yourself and sort of like trust your own instincts, um, uh, and that like you shouldn't just like blindly listen to your friends. Basically, uh, what I said was that like that becomes ironic because uh, Bingley actually does end up. Um, listening to his friends over his own judgment. And that ends up actually um, really kind of messing the whole thing up with Jane and Bingley. Like, he listens to his friends to um, who tell him to kind of uh, forget about Jane. Specifically and, Darcy. Yeah, specifically uh-huh. Darcy yeah. tells him to forget about Jane. But um, actually, we later learn in the chapters that Darcy actually provides really substantial reasons that um, Bingley should... Or what what Darcy considered to be substantial reasons that Bingley should um like let go of Jane and go leave Netherfield Park.
1: I guess this is one of the reasons Darcy was so insistent that we they nailed down the particulars of that hypothetical. Yeah, right? that's uh, true. Right.
0: Had he not mentioned that, then it would have been truly ironic. But Darcy is, you know, he he's not a dummy. He's not. He doesn't do things without good reason, and he. Felt that these were good reasons for Bingley to leave uh, Jane.
1: It will ultimately. This is you know, spoilers. Spo- spoilers abound. It yeah. will ultimately harm Darcy's chances with Elizabeth. That's true. The yeah. way that he dissuaded uh, Bingley from marrying Jane. It's also a little hypocritical, but we'll get yes. into that more. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's worth mentioning just because that that hypothetical is a very complicated section of the
0: book. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So spoilers done. Okay. Um, chapter eleven. Uh, finally, at long last, Jane is well enough to come downstairs. Haven't
1: we been saying for, like, the last three chapters, (laughs) Jane is getting better? Yeah, Jane Uh is getting
0: better, she'll get better soon. Um, finally, she's well enough to come downstairs, and of course, who is the first person to, you know, catch her attention all evening? None other than, none other than Mr. Bingley himself. Um, just goes to show, despite being bedridden all this time, Bingley is still head over heels for her. Uh, Mr. Hurst wants to play cards, But Miss Bingley feels that um, no one wants to play cards, but also, like, mainly Darcy doesn't want to play cards, so she doesn't bring out the card table for everyone. And as a result, Mr. Hurst has nothing better to do than to take a nap.
1: Mm -hmm, As one does.
0: (laughs) At a party when no one does the thing you want to do.
1: (laughs) I have fallen asleep at parties before, but (laughs) not because of a lack of
0: cards. (laughs) Um, And then so everyone sort of goes about their own uh, own way, Uh, Jane and Bingley, and I think Mrs. Hurst go talk by the fire uh elizabeth takes up some needlepoint darcy reads a book um and miss bingley seeing that he's reading a book reads the second volume of his book but of course gets really bored and um tries to do something else she is failing at trying to get his attention so she um resorts to taking a turn about the room with elizabeth knowing that um knowing that if uh, she's walking around with Elizabeth, Darcy will in fact pay attention. And she sort of succeeds because Darcy does indeed look up from his book once he sees that Elizabeth and Miss Bingley are walking together around this room. Um, Darcy calls out Miss Bingley's purpose for walking. uh, And then um, as a result, the conversation sort of turns to um darcy's faults which um we get into a little bit but then ultimately elizabeth feels that she can't tease him for his faults because they're not really um you know they're not really ridiculous faults they're just we'll we'll get into it we'll Um, talk about it more yeah and then uh at the end of the evening mr darcy realizes that he is in fact wading into really dangerous territory with elizabeth he
1: is in danger Mm -hmm. actually yeah uh, I just, while you were going over that summary, thank you, by the way, yeah, sure. just thinking about, I really like the name work in this book. There's no, nothing, none of the names are, like, obviously over the head, like, nailing down the character as, I don't know, as in, like, Brave Pilgrim or something, oh. Brave Christian, but I, I feel like Bingley... Indicates like both Mr. and Miss Bingley's character, kind of like the ridiculousness of their <laughs> characters. And Darcy almost has a very sort of stately sound to it. That's
0: true. Well we were sort of talking about um the French origins of certain people's names. Like Bennett and Darcy probably mm. have French uh ancestry, whereas names like Bingley probably is more English and we don't therefore- know that for sure. We don't know for yeah, sure.
1: yeah, I think so. so Especially like, since Bingley's from the north. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Most likely like Nouveau riche like not descended from like french ancestors
1: the normans yeah yeah <laughs> I, that's a whole history i don't know that much about but yeah but we're, we, this is
0: purely conjecture we just think like you know there's also like catherine de berg mm. and um yeah
1: it's usually a symbol like if you're a wealthy person with a french name it's a symbol that you've had your wealth for a long time since like the the immigrants from france which were i don't know considered the higher class mm-hmm. higher class than anglo-saxons maybe right um
0: so you have
1: a interesting further reading if you're interested in that
0: okay yeah Uh,
1: that's about a family who claims a fake french name to
0: oh (laughs) yeah Uh,
1: bring some ancestry yeah uh okay well well, let's get into chapter 11.
0: okay um i'll start okay when the ladies were moved from dinner so after they're done eating dinner and Mm -hmm. moved over to the uh drawing room yeah elizabeth ran up to her sister and seeing her well guarded from cold attended her into the drawing room where she was welcomed by her two friends and many professions of pleasure
1: okay so dinner's over ladies go to another room elizabeth goes upstairs to where jane is staying and after like putting like i don't know blankets and like lots of clothes on her that so that she'll be warm she takes her down to the drawing room right
0: yep she's finally able to come out of the bedroom
1: and who is welcoming welcoming
0: Jane and Uh, Elizabeth
1: when she comes down?
0: Miss Bingley and Mrs. Hurst.
1: Yep. Yeah, the two friends Uh with many professions of pleasure. Yes. Does that sound sincere? Professions of pleasure?
0: Yeah, it's... No. The answer is... I mean, maybe. The
1: word... I think they... Well, they do want Jane to get better, especially Miss Bingley, but the professions, like that word does not sound incredibly sincere to me. No, a profession
0: of pleasure. Um, Maybe they're happy that there finally is like another person to hang out with, but not because... They don't, I don't know if it's truly because they, they want her to be well. <laughs>
1: they do want her to get better. Yeah. But that's because, first of all, they want Elizabeth out. Yes. And they'd rather hang with uh, Jane than Elizabeth. Elizabeth's a little too independent for them.
0: Yeah. Um. And Elizabeth had never seen them so agreeable as they were during the hour which passed before the gentleman appeared. Mm,
1: this is important. Okay. So, so she had never seen who as agreeable? Uh,
0: the ladies. Yes, yeah. Miss Bingley and Mrs. Hurst. So they're like giving, Miss. they're giving Jane all of their attention, being really nice and... Um, you know, making her feel really, I guess, home, well, um, home, feel at home. And then, uh, but that was just during the hour before the gentleman then arrived into the drawing room. Uh-huh. Their powers of conversation were considerable. They could describe an entertainment with accuracy, relate an anecdote with humor, and laugh at their acquaintance with spirit.
1: <laughs> so what does it mean that they could describe an entertainment?
0: So, you know, before the age of, like, TV and, like, Hulu and Netflix, you could just... Um, your main form of entertainment is like hearing your friends talk about like any form of entertainment. So like public performances, parties, um, plays, you know, anything that would that can like be a story.
1: So when there are no gentlemen around, A.K.A. when there's no, like, object that they're trying to achieve. The Bingley sisters are actually pretty good conversationalists.
0: Right. But only when the gentlemen aren't around. But, Uh okay, they can also, yeah, so they can describe entertainment with accuracy, relate an anecdote with humor, but most importantly, laugh at their acquaintance with spirit. Like, make
1: fun of people. Yeah. Uh So,
0: above all all else, they're really good at making fun of their friends behind their backs.
1: And that's what Elizabeth, she likes doing that also. That's true. Uh Yeah, yeah. She does. I mean, maybe she wouldn't. She would tell it to your face if she thinks you're being ridiculous in some way. That's
0: true. Well, yeah. she doesn't pretend to be friends with them. Is the thing. It sounds like. With,
1: we, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The
0: difference is like it sounds like Miss Bingley and Missus Hurst. They're talking about their friends behind their backs. Like, oh, did you hear what so and so said last week or whatever. Whereas Elizabeth, I think she never tries to pretend to be friends with Miss Bingley. No.
1: Know? Well, all we need to see is how they'll subsequently treat Darcy. Yeah. Like Miss Bingley will maybe. I don't know. We can't say. I don't think she would actually make fun of Darcy behind his back, but, uh, you know, Elizabeth will, like, actually tell Darcy to his face if she thinks he's being ridiculous.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what we'll later later see in this chapter.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, but what happens next? Okay,
0: but when the gentleman entered, Jane was no longer the first object. Miss Bingley's eyes were instantly turned towards Darcy. And she had something to say to him before he advanced many steps. So
1: probably before he's even, like, three steps in the room, she is talking to Darcy. Right, the Uh door opens,
0: he, like, takes one step in, and she probably just, like, runs towards him. I Um, think, uh,
1: if we can pause here for a second, I just appreciate, I kind of, I feel like I know Miss Bingley now in a new way after reading these few sentences. Mm -hmm. Like, she actually can be agreeable and be, like, someone fun to be around, but, like, she's just so... Like obsessed with this object of achieving darcy that whenever he's around she instantly turns odious basically
0: yeah yeah this sort of reminds me of like we all know people who like like you know how your friend acts around friends but then if someone if their crush or someone they're trying to impress comes into the room they turn into this whole other person that is just like um counterintuitive to their ultimate goal of like impressing that person because you know like your friend can actually be really cool, uh-huh. but when they're trying to impress someone, they turn into someone else entirely different.
1: And that's why Austin. We also saw this in the last chapter with how like Darcy's character is opening up a little bit, like how he was offended by Bingley's like roasting of him. <laughs> like Austin is great at like here's a ridiculous character. But now let's give them depth. you know yeah. they're no less ridiculous, but they're real humans, which I think is is scary for some readers because it's like, oh yeah, real people are ridiculous actually <laughs> like even like people with depth and like real emotions and motivations are still ridiculous. Yeah, which Austin captures, I believe.
0: I be- I agree. Um, okay. he addressed himself directly to Miss Bennett, Miss Bennett being Jane here because um, the oldest. The oldest lady gets Miss Bennet, gets mm-hmm. like the Miss last name. Especially
1: when two of them are in the room. Yeah, yeah Elizabeth
0: so, would then be like Miss Elizabeth Bennet.
1: Because Darcy has called Elizabeth Miss Bennet in, in the previous chapter. But yeah, Jane's not in the room. So, so Darcy, she, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, now that Jane's in the room, she's she is Miss Bennet. Uh, Darcy,
1: <laughs> Darcy takes two steps in the room. Miss Bingley is saying something to him. <laughs> we can probably just imagine he ignores that. <laughs> and then he goes right up to Jane. Yes, and, with a polite uh-huh. congratulation.
0: So like, oh good, you're... I'm happy you're feeling well.
1: Not extremely warm, no, right? No. Uh, maybe a little bit more sincere than the professions of pleasure, though.
0: Yeah. Mr. Hurst also made her made a slight bow and said he was, quote, very glad. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, but who? <laughs> okay. who's really excited? to he, Jane?
0: But diffuseness and warmth remained for Bingley's salutation. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, now she, we can probably assume from this that he is... Giving her the most sincere yeah, uh, and also the warmest, like yes. congratulations on getting better.
0: Like walking in through a door and your golden retriever coming in to welcome you back home. Bingley is very much like a golden retriever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, okay. He, Mr. Bingley, was full of joy and attention. The first half hour was spent in piling up the fire, lest she should suffer from the change of room. Well, so like in case like changing the room makes her feel sick.
1: The, the English love their fires.
0: Yeah. Well, it was really cold and drafty. Yeah,
1: that's true. Uh-huh.
0: Um, She removed at his desire to the other side of the fireplace that she might be farther from the door because the door is probably going to be really drafty. So we
1: can imagine he's being really like finicky around yeah. Jane and like keeping lots of attention yeah, on her. Very attentive. Uh...
0: Really. Yeah. Just the greatest boyfriend ever. He then sat down by her and talked scarcely to anyone else okay
1: that's important that's actually especially at this time that's bingley really showing his intentions like i am in love with jane like there are other people around but i am my intentions are wholly on you
0: yeah yeah it's just well it was for now it was it's just the two of them sitting by the fire talking Mm -hmm. um elizabeth at work at work meaning needlepoint needlework in the opposite corner Saw it all with great delight. So Elizabeth's happy.
1: Elizabeth's happy that Bingley is genuinely happy for Jane and like genuinely taking care of her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is also, brief note, whenever like someone is just, whenever a woman especially is doing something called work, it means sewing. That's yeah. work was synonymous with sewing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, working on her sewing and. <laughs> uh-huh. I guess it that way. I think it's
1: because it's like that's woman's work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If you're working as a woman, <laughs> well, not necessarily, but at least to like Elizabeth, because mm-hmm. yeah. she's not going to be helping out with those mince pies in the kitchen. No.
0: Uh, when tea was over, so um, also like around in the in the uh, drawing room, they would have tea like a little bit after dinner.
1: Oh, I wish I could go to these kind of dinner parties.
0: I'm sure they're out there. All right. Remember maybe. that Bob's Burgers episode where. They go to like a Downton Abbey reenactment thing, and you they just pretend to be like in that era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Downton
1: Abbey was Edwardian era. Yeah, that's a different era, yeah. but the
0: the the sentiment is the same. I'm sure you can find your way to these reenactment places.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll just have to throw my own. <laughs> just have to, uh-huh. dish, yeah,
0: dish out some money um when tea was over mr Hurst reminded his sister-in-law of the card table but in vain mm. so mr Hurst is like to miss bingley the mistress of the household like hey we should bring out the card table or
1: like don't you forgot the card table <laughs> don't you want to put that out yeah, uh, yeah i can yeah, imagine yeah, walking yeah, yeah. into the room and be
0: like where's the card table? where's the card table <laughs> <laughs> she had obtained private intelligence that mr darcy did not wish for cards so, Miss Bingley had. Yeah, uh-huh. so not yeah. even just, like, the she didn't even take, like, a, a poll about of the room. She was just like, Mr. Darcy doesn't want to play cards. Well,
1: this is an interesting way of phrasing it. Where do you think she's obtaining this private intelligence from?
0: I don't know. I th-
1: Is it from Darcy?
0: She had obtained private intelligence. Or is
1: she just, like, uh, summating from the way that Darcy acts that he doesn't want to play cards? Or is it from Bingley? Maybe. We don't know. It yeah. doesn't say. But it almost sounds like secret spy kind mm-hmm. of she'd obtained private intelligence i feel like that's how miss bingley thinks of herself like digging up dirt on or not mm-hmm. dirt but like digging up like i don't know intelligence on darcy so that she can better yeah
0: little nuggets of information <laughs>
1: seduce him basically yeah. uh,
0: um that mr darcy did not wish for cards and mr hurst soon found even his open petition rejected his <laughs> okay
1: so first uh hurst is like where's the card table and then he's like we should play cards <laughs> <laughs> yeah and miss bingley's like nope yeah
0: she assured him that no one intended to play, and the silence of the whole party on this subject seemed to justify her. It makes sense. No one really wants to play cards here. Well,
1: when she says she means Darcy, when she, she says Darcy. no one intends to play, she yeah. means Darcy. But uh, <laughs> then again, Mr. Hurst seems like he's the only one that interested in playing.
0: Right. Well, now that Jane's out, like, Bingley is occupied by other matters. Yeah, Bingley doesn't matters. want to play cards. No. Uh,
1: Miss Bingley doesn't want to. Darcy doesn't want Well, Miss Bingley doesn't want to because she wants to... Pester Darcy. If Darcy wanted to uh-huh. play cards, you
0: can you can rest assured that Miss Bingley would love to play cards.
1: Darcy doesn't want to. Mrs. Hurst seems indifferent.
0: Yeah. And Elizabeth
1: uh, doesn't care for cards. No. Or, and slash, they play too high for her. The stakes are too high. Right. Uh-huh.
0: So the silence of the whole party on the subject seemed to justify Miss Bingley. Mr. Hurst had therefore nothing to do but to stretch himself on one of the sofas and go to sleep.
1: Great Mr. Hurst uh, detail. Yeah. We're not going to play cards. I'll just take a nap.
0: If if Mr. Bingley is a golden retriever, Mr. Hurst right now is acting like a fat cat.
1: He's, oh yeah, Mr. Hurst is very cat yeah, like. Yeah, just like lounging uh, around. Yeah, well I'll <laughs> just take a nap then. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great.
0: Darcy took up a book. Miss Bingley did the same. And Mrs. Hurst, principally occupied in playing with her bracelets and rings. So
1: that's like one step. Miss <laughs> Mrs. Hurst is also a little cat like. Yeah. So if Mr. Hurst is just like sleeping on the sofa, she is like batting around a ball of yarn basically
0: (laughs) join now and then in her brother's conversation with miss bennett okay yeah you said earlier mr and mrs hurst seem made for each other because they're so idle they're just both
1: so idle and vapid kind of but that being said it doesn't seem like they particularly care that much for each other no Uh, i mean they don't
0: even like mr hurst after finding out the card table was not going to be brought out decided to take a nap rather than like have a conversation with uh... his wife um okay Miss Bingley's attention was quite as much engaged with watching Mr. Darcy's progress through his book as in reading her own. Mm-hmm. And she was perpetually either making some inquiry or looking at his page.
1: So more, in the last chapter, we saw her bothering him while he's trying to write a letter. And now she's like looking over his shoulder <laughs> while he's reading a book. Well, the uh-huh. <laughs> with the book in front of her also. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Um, she could not win him, however, to any conversation. He merely answered her question and read on. So he's like reading a book and she's pestering him he's just like yes no Uh, yes (laughs) i mean he's being
1: kind of polite and even giving her like these brief responses yeah
0: um at length quite exhausted by the attempt to be amused with her own book which she had only chosen because it was the second volume of his gave her (laughs) she gave a great yawn and said how pleasant it is to spend an evening in this way i declare after all there is no enjoyment like reading how much sooner one tires of anything um wait of anything than of a book when i have a house of my own i shall be miserable if i have not an excellent library
1: okay there's a lot to talk about here yeah so at length i think that's a little sarcastic i can imagine (laughs) this is maybe like five minutes or something (laughs) at length quite exhausted by the attempt to be amused by her own book probably a half-hearted attempt at best because she's really looking at darcy yeah uh
0: which she only we, chose because it was the second volume of his. Do you so, think she's
1: read the first volume of this book?
0: No. Imagine uh-huh. he's read yeah, imagine when you're reading like the first book of a series and someone else picks up the second book of a series having never read the first book. Like obviously they're not interested in the book.
1: They're interested in the reader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the relationship the, yeah, the between reader, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. She gave a great yawn and said, "How pleasant it is to spend an evening in this way." because everyone, that's how you show that you're enjoying your book, to be like, how pleasant this is, yeah, how much fun I'm having. after you uh... great yawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I declare, after all things, there is no enjoyment like reading. How much sooner one tires of anything than a book? So, do you want to talk about that, that quote a little bit, Grace? Okay,
0: yeah, the one in there. I declare, after all, there is no enjoyment like reading. So, you know... If you, if you recall back in 2017, there was quite a bit of controversy with this quote because um, like a new uh, 10 pound banknote had been issued in the UK and uh, that featured Jane Austen on it, which was really cool. Um, but the quote that they decided to put on the banknote was this quote by Miss Bingley. I declare after all, there is no enjoyment like reading. Um, does Miss you know.
1: Bingley actually mean this? No, she Based doesn't. Based on everything that Miss Bingley is right. doing yeah. here, Yeah, after uh-huh. she has yawned and yeah. like set her
0: book aside, she declares that there's no great joy like reading. Uh-huh. So, I guess the controversy stems from like why did they choose this quote? Which I guess it was to the, to the I guess the people who chose the quote was supposed to illustrate Jane Austen's contribution to the world because you know she wrote these great books and to have a character say how much she likes reading books, but of course taken out of context. This this quote is taken out of context because it was said by like one of the most ridiculous people in the book.
1: Well, she what she really means is I hate books.
0: Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> like
1: this is boring. Like I'm trying to get you to talk, Darcy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So, it's it's almost as if like someone just wiki quoted Jane Austen and it was like, Oh, that'd be a good one without reading the whole book. Yeah. That's what it seems like.
0: Right. All of these people gave like the rubber stamp approval of this quote. It might be like the banknote. Uh-huh, some... And like Not one of these people probably read the book.
1: It might be some elaborate tribute to Jane Austen. Like, her love of irony would probably... It's almost appropriate in that sense.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm sure if Jane Austen... I'm sure Jane Austen would have found this very funny.
1: Uh, Well, and this also speaks to... If we remember several chapters back, Mary, the... uh, pedantic sister who thinks she's smart but isn't she one of her favorite activities is writing down quotes from books that she thinks are great or like making epigraphs from books and that is not the kind of writer austin is austin is not writing to like so that she can be extracted and and sound very wise she's trying to create like stories and drama and character
0: right these aren't sentences that can like exist out of context like everything that jane Austen writes Um, The irony can't exist without the context. And so like by removing this sentence and then just like putting it um, like without any of the any of the context behind who's saying it and when it's being said just makes it kind of lose its meaning
1: yeah and ultimately overall austin doesn't really lend herself to that kind of like the extracts you know right, uh-huh, yeah. to like just pulling out like sentences right because that's if you were to ask austin a superficial form of writing like if you're just <laughs> writing so that you think people think you write beautifully
0: no yeah she's writing you said she's writing stories not not sentences
1: she does write austin is a poet and if we look at like uh Elizabeth's uh speech about uh poetry and love from the last chapter, we'll see it about how poetry drives away love. Mm-hmm. But uh she's not the kind of poet that gives us easy quotes.
0: No, yeah. They're all building on top of They're all building upon each other. Mhm. Cuz that's e- how yeah. Even the like, even the first sense of the book, the most famous line, you know, one I guess could make the argument that you can sort of figure out what it means without the rest of the book the rest of the sentences um following it but it still it still doesn't quite um uh, uh, like it still doesn't quite have the irony
1: everything is building every like word every sentence in this book is building to the overall argument of the book to use a poetic term it's not meant to be taken out of context right because even in that first sentence it's a truth universal you know that's not true
0: Mm-hmm. that only makes
1: sense in the context of the book it's not a truth universal that any rich single yeah, man yeah
0: so yeah all in all our like yeah of all the of all the you know of all the sentences they could have tried to extract from this book to then put on a banknote this was not the one
1: this, yeah or maybe right.
0: even any of any sentence of jane austen's probably should not belong on just like exists by itself it
1: is appropriate uh, such a a writer of about economy and money That i guess she (laughs) gets quoted on a bank note i thought about
0: that yeah this book as much as it is about love it's also very much about the economies of marriage Mm -hmm. okay
1: well that could have been better maybe they should have gone along that line all right all right but let's keep going but there's one more thing i wanted to talk about in this uh quotation from miss bingley okay so she says how much sooner one tires of anything than a book when i have a house of my own I shall be miserable if I have not an excellent library. Okay, <laughs> which house do we know has an excellent library?
0: Pemberley. Yeah,
1: so she's basically, back to her main argument, like, I'm going to be miserable if I can't live in Pemberley. That's how I read yes, that. Uh-huh. Yes,
0: Yeah, these are very coded ways of her saying, like, I belong in Pemberley. <laughs> I should be the mistress of Pemberley. Um, okay,
1: but... and so how do, how does the rest of the party respond to this?
0: <laughs> no one made any reply. Mm-hmm she then yawned again
1: threw aside her book Mm -hmm. and
0: cast her eyes around the room in quest of some amusement because a book is not amusement to her no yeah when hearing her brother mentioning a ball to miss bennett miss jane bennett she turned suddenly towards him and said by the by charles are you really serious in meditating a dance at netherfield In thinking about uh yeah i would advise you before you determine on it to consult the wishes of the present party i am much mistaken if there are not some among us to whom a ball would be rather a punishment than a pleasure. So who is she talking about here?
1: Darcy. That's right. She's uh, like, think
0: about Darcy.
1: Well, just like she previously said, no one wants to play cards, yeah. meaning Darcy doesn't want to. Like yeah. <laughs> Some of us, a uh, ball is actually a punishment. But I did want to say, uh, just to like really emphasize the ridiculousness of the quote, uh, there's nothing I enjoy more than a book or whatever. She literally throws the book aside like in the <laughs> next moment.
0: Yeah she okay she yawns
1: a second time yeah throws it aside and then goes looking for like real amusement right uh-huh. so she
0: yawns sh- she's reading the book yawns says how much she loves the book no one says anything uh-huh. yawns and then throws aside the book
1: and goes looking for real amusement yes, yeah real amusement okay all right and then she overhears bingley talking about this ball that he promised lydia in the last chapter
0: right and she's she's, he's like, probably talking about it to jane
1: oh uh, and she's like are you really serious Because there are some of us who don't like balls, (laughs) meaning Darcy. Yeah. Thinking that she is like ingratiating herself with Darcy here. Right. Uh, And and Bingley sees right through this, right?
0: So he goes, What does he say?
1: If you mean Darcy, cried her brother, cried Mr. Bingley. There it is, yeah. Uh huh. He may go to bed if he chooses (laughs) before it begins. But as for the ball, it is quite a settled thing. And as soon as Nichols has made enough white soup, or has made white soup enough, I shall send round my cards.
0: So white soup. I guess it's just a soup for parties. Nichols is
1: probably the cook. Yeah. So he's like, if Darcy doesn't like it, he can go to bed. But <laughs> I, it's a subtle thing. I'm yeah, going to throw this I'm ball. Determined. I, I guess he's already ordered his cook Nichols to make a lot of white soup. Yeah. And once that enough of that is made, he's going to send around his cards, meaning his invitations. He's yeah. going to start inviting people to this ball. Yeah.
0: This is yeah, it's interesting because in the previous chapter, we're just talking about how like wishy washy, Bingley can be. Um, but here it says, you know. Miss Bingley's like, you know, are you sure that people even want a ball? But he, like, wanting to, you know, impress Jane, mm-hmm. um, is like, yes, yeah. I'm gonna hold a ball.
1: Uh huh. And he wants to, another opportunity to dance with Jane, yes, yeah, yeah, send around
0: my cards, send around my inv- invitation. That's
1: a good point, yeah. He is being resolute here, yeah, uh huh. This,
0: prob- this is probably, you know, the hard, the most steadfast thing that he'll cling to is that he really likes Jane, yeah.
1: And I think we've also seen this in previous chapters, I think. Like, I do like the the Darcy-Bingley friendship. And part of the reason that Darcy admires Bingley, and the same reason he admires Elizabeth, is Bingley will, like, clap back at him sometimes. Yes. Like how we said in the last chapter, making fun of the exact details of mm-hmm. this hypothetical that Darcy wanted. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, this is a, this is pretty fair. Like, why does Darcy get to ruin all of our good time? He doesn't even have to come to this ball if he doesn't yeah. want to.
0: To, to your point about why Darcy likes Bingley and maybe Elizabeth is that, like, they're both also really lively, and mm-hmm. I think Darcy needs that in his life. Yeah, he does. Darcy is the most, like, solemn person in in this whole book. Probably. They're
1: lively without being ingratiating in the same way that Miss Bingley is. That's right, uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, I should like balls infinitely better, Miss Bingley replied, if they were carried on in a different manner. But there is something insufferably tedious in the usual process of such a meeting. Something very boring about how <laughs> balls usually go down. It would surely be much more rational if conversation instead of dancing were made the order of the day. Okay, so who would rather converse than dance, as he has expressed so many times?
0: Darcy. Darcy, right? Well, uh-huh. like, kind of? Not even. I don't know. She's not quite... She's not quite capturing what Darcy would want here. She just thinks, like, Darcy would prefer to have conversation than dancing. But we also know Darcy doesn't really like conversing with people outside of his party. It is
1: true. There is, I, I think it, at the Lucas Lodge Ball, there's a quote about how Darcy uh, was upset because he prefers to talk than to dance. Oh, okay. He doesn't like how loud the music was basically.
0: Got it, got it. Uh, okay.
1: But this is also Miss Bingley's being ridiculous here. She's basically asking for something that's not a ball. Uh-huh. She's like, "It's so boring how balls usually happen. It'd be much more rational, that's a great word, uh, if we just talked instead of danced." <laughs> right. <laughs> right? That's yeah. not that's not very rational for a ball. No,
0: and that's this is a very like um superficial understanding of Darcy is that he only wants he only wants serious uh, rational. Uh-huh. But that's yeah. not true. That's yeah, not well let's just, true.
1: Let's just emphasize this is not Miss Bingley does not believe this. She doesn't think it'd be more rational no. to talk instead of dance. But she thinks Darcy thinks this. Yeah. She uh-huh. thinks this
0: is what Darcy wants to do, And hear. she's
1: trying to get in good with Darcy. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then uh, Bingley goes much more rational my dear Caroline I dare say but it would not be near so much like a ball. Oh uh,
1: that's Mr. Bingley. Yeah. So
0: Mr. Bingley you know he, he's he's also able to outsmart caroline here
1: yeah like, which, he, he's, uh-huh. not, he's not a dummy i mean that's a like that's a totally good point to what miss bingley just said is like if you, we were talking instead of dancing then that's not a ball <laughs> in order for it to be a ball there has to be dancing right yeah. uh-huh. uh miss bingley made no answer and soon afterwards got up and walked about the room so she doesn't have anything to say to this but mm-hmm. she soon after she gets up walks about the room her figure was elegant and she walked well But Darcy, at whom it was all aimed, all this walking, Mm -hmm. was still inflexibly studious. So he was still reading. Yeah, yeah. He would not look up from his book. In the desperation of her feelings, she resolved on one more effort and turning to Elizabeth said, Miss Eliza Bennett, let me persuade you to follow my example and take a turn about the room. I assure you it is very refreshing after sitting so long in one attitude. Okay. All right. So, as I was saying earlier, I like how... I feel like Miss Bingley's character is being opened up to us a little bit more here. Slash, I'm almost feeling like sympathy for her. So, we mm-hmm. learn she she can be agreeable and a good conversationalist when she's not, like, trying to trap Darcy every other second. Yeah,
0: when she's not boy crazy.
1: But I also feel like we're seeing her way more desperate in this chapter than we've seen her before. Yeah. Like, she had his uh, Darcy's attention more when he was writing that letter to Miss Darcy. Yes. And she also was making... You know, even if there wasn't a great strategy to like dump all over Elizabeth and her family, she was making, I feel like she was making more progress than what she is now, just basically like trying to parrot Darcy to no avail. Yeah. And yeah. now, now she is so desperate that the only way that she can get Darcy's eyes off his book is to ask Elizabeth to stand up and walk with her. Right. And why do you think that's going to get Darcy to look away from his book?
0: Well, because Darcy's, um, darcy is very interested in elizabeth she, she's using elizabeth here as bait she's gonna walk with elizabeth and then by virtue of standing and walking next to elizabeth miss bingley is hoping that darcy will also pay attention to her she
1: knows darcy's been looking at elizabeth this whole time yeah and she's like in order to get darcy to look at me i'm gonna put myself next to the woman that he really likes
0: that's sad it is sad. yeah
1: that's not that is not a nice, I mean, she, that's not yeah, a compliment to yourself. Right. Uh-huh.
0: She knows, it sucks, because she knows she's secondary to Elizabeth in his eyes.
1: Yeah, right yeah, and that's what uh, Austin is telling us in the desperation of her feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, she, Miss Bingley knows she's struggling, and she's resorting to this measure, which is, I certainly hope people out there in the real world are not trying they to, are. I guess so. <laughs> but it's sad to trying to attract their their objects of desire by putting themselves next to
0: people <laughs> that the other
1: person really likes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, let me, Miss Eliza Bennett, let me persuade you to follow my example and take a turn about the room. I assure you it is very refreshing after sitting so long in one attitude. So walk about the room with me. Yes. I also like, she's a she walks well miss bingley i guess she's practiced this yeah and somehow she's aiming her walking all at darcy
0: yeah well i
1: I guess it's just like the walking is for his benefit yeah and so he'll look at her
0: right um but how does
1: elizabeth react to this
0: okay elizabeth was surprised but agreed to it immediately miss bingley succeeded no less in the real object of her civility mr darcy looked up Mm. so ding 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 the real
1: object of being polite to elizabeth to get mr darcy's attention
0: right which is very you know deceitful and darcy hates deceitfulness Mm. um he was as much awake to the novelty of attention in that quarter as elizabeth herself could be and unconsciously closed his book
1: okay so he was like it was as evident all right well he, he was as much awake to uh the novelty of attention in that corner quarter Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, he, to him, it was just as new that Miss Bingley would be paying attention to his Elizabeth mm-hmm. as Elizabeth would be surprised by it. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah. they're both
0: surprised that Miss Bingley would do this.
1: Mr. Darcy is just as surprised by the attention Miss Bingley's paying Elizabeth as Elizabeth herself is surprised. Right, uh-huh. and
0: unconsciously closed his book. Yep. So, you know, Um, she succeeded. Mm-hmm. He was directly invited to join their party to like, walk about with them. Yeah, but yeah. he declined it, observing that he could imagine but two motives for their choosing to walk up and down the room together, with either wait with either of which motives his joining them would interfere.
1: Okay, so they're like, "Darcy, come walk with us," or Miss Bingley's like that. Mm-hmm. "Darcy, come walk with us," and he's like, "No, there's only two reasons for walk about walking around the room like you are, and if I were to join you, it would, you know, render both reasons moot, right?" Mm-hmm. Uh huh.
0: What could he mean? She was dying to know what she was dying to know what could be his meaning, and asked Elizabeth whether she could at all understand. Okay,
1: him. yeah. What could he mean? Miss Bingley was dying to know what could be Darcy's meaning. Yeah. And Miss Bingley asked Elizabeth whether she could at all understand Darcy. Right. Do you have? Uh, what could he mean? She was dying to know what could be his meaning. Is that in quotes in your book?
0: It is all in quotes. This is
1: an interesting. I don't. I don't really know the history of it. But Austin is such a pioneer in the free and direct that sometimes even when it's not directly in another character's voice, when it's still like the third person talking for another character, it will be in quotes. Right. Does that make sense?
0: It makes sense to me. So
1: like sometimes when like the third person will get so close to the reader, I mean, to the character's, like, brain, to what the character is speaking or thinking, that it'll still be in quotes even though it's phrased through the third person. Right. And that's just because Austin is breaking new ground on what a third-person narrator can do.
0: Yeah, this is, like, as close to the narrator parroting a character right now is by putting it in quotations.
1: And, uh, I, you know, we don't talk about it very much, but... Austin like invents a lot of conventions of the realist novel and the third person narrator mm-hmm. and like to, you know she's an early pioneer of this because a lot of the books that she would have read before were be like epistolary novels you know fake yeah. letters yeah yes and I think still and the novel
0: it, itself was very new still uh-huh. at the time the, the 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 form of writing in as a novel was very new
1: yeah and that being said i also think austin is still more advanced than a lot of current novels being <laughs> released now <laughs> that's but fair. that's beside the point yeah okay. well,
0: all novels fall under the um shadow of jane austen mm-hmm. um, but you no know, but i point.
1: i don't know if there's been real any real improvement <laughs> on the austin narrative but well that, that's beside the point uh um
0: okay and ask elizabeth whether she could at all understand him okay okay not at all was her answer was elizabeth's answer yeah but depend upon it he means to be severe on us and our surest way of disappointing him will be to ask nothing of it
1: okay so do remember in the last chapter when darcy asked elizabeth to dance and she's like you're just trying to make fun of me yeah same thing she's saying here she's Uh saying
0: like she's she's sort of telling miss bingley like don't take the bait just like ignore him if you If you want to, like, ruin his um, attempt at mocking us, you should just ignore him.
1: Yeah. Miss Bingley, however, was incapable of disappointing Mr. Darcy in anything.
0: Right. Which is, you know, very, which is the exact opposite of Elizabeth and which is what Darcy likes in Elizabeth and doesn't like in Miss Bingley.
1: Darcy doesn't like it when people are trying to get him. him. Yeah. 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 Please him. Get them to like him. Okay. Uh, she was incapable of disappointing Darcy in anything, and persevered, therefore, in requiring an explanation of his two motives.
0: So, Miss Bingley just couldn't resist. She just had to take the bait and ask Darcy, like, what could you mean by this? Um, by what he said, that um, that there are two motives in them choosing to walk, and then he would interfere if he, he if he walked with them. Um, oh, yeah, what,
1: is, what does Darcy say?
0: Okay. I, ha- I have not the smallest objection to explaining them, said he as soon as she allowed him to speak.
1: So I imagine she this is not the only question she asked him. She was like <laughs> talking a lot to him. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. You either choose this method of passing the evening because you are in each other's confidence and have secret affairs to discuss, or because you are conscious that your figures appear to the greatest advantage in walking.
1: This method of passing the evening meaning walking around the room. Right. Uh-huh. So
0: he's saying either it's because you have, you know, you're talking to you're talking to each other in secret that's one reason, mm-hmm. or the second reason could be that you are conscious of how good you look when you're walking. When you're
1: walking, uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Um, if the first, I should be completely in your way. If you're
1: telling each other secrets, yeah. I should be completely in your
0: way. And if the second, I can admire you much better if I sit by the fire.
1: <laughs> I like how Darcy, like, he doesn't just come out and say this. He's like, oh, there's two reasons why. Yeah. And then waits for Miss Bingley to ask him what those reasons
0: <laughs> are. Yeah um oh
1: shocking cried miss bingley (laughs) i never heard anything so abominable like
0: her favorite word
1: uh how shall we punish him for such a speech so she's saying this to elizabeth now yeah she's being kind of teasing she's not that shocked Mm -hmm. i mean he's found out her motive which is she thinks she looks better when she's walking we already heard that she thinks she's a fine walker
0: right because remember earlier when she was talking about the qualities of an accomplished woman one of them was like in a manner of air in her walking just like a sh- sort of je ne sais quoi about it like uh-huh. uh, either you have it or you don't yeah, yeah, she yeah. thinks she has it that's why she's walking she thinks this is like her one of her greater assets
1: uh huh well so okay Darcy has kind of found her out but Miss Bingley is not really offended here she's like joking she's like oh shocking you know I can imagine <laughs> she's like Hitting, like, Elizabeth's shoulder or something. Oh, like, shocking. how how should we ever punish him for such a speech? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Elizabeth has a... Uh, she has a ready answer for this. What yeah. does she say? Uh-huh. She goes,
0: nothing so easy if you have but the inclination, said Elizabeth. So it's like, that's not... That's an easy answer. Um, we can all... If you want to, yeah, yeah. if you have the
1: inclination. Uh-huh.
0: We can all plague and punish one another. Tease him. Laugh at him. Intimate as you are, you must know how it, it is to be done.
1: Okay, yeah. So she says... If you want to punish him, there's nothing so easy. Yeah. And she even, like, expands this out to, like, a universal truth at, at one point. She's like, we can plague and punish, we can all plague and punish one another. It's easy to punish anyone if yeah, you want to. Yeah, uh, right.
0: Tease him, laugh at him. Um, yeah.
1: And then, like, close as you are to Mr. Darcy, you must know what to tease him about, right? Yeah. You must know how to be done.
0: Yeah. Upon my honor, I do not, mm-hmm. says so Mrs. Bingley, um I do assure you that my intimacy has not yet taught me that.
1: Yeah, my intimacy with Darcy has not taught me anything to make fun of him for.
0: Yeah. Tea's calmness of temper and <laughs> presence of mind. No, no. I feel he may defy us there. And as to laughter, we will not expose ourselves if you please by attempting to laugh without a subject. Uh
1: uh-huh. you meaning there's nothing to laugh about Darcy. Yeah, yeah. Mr
0: Darcy may hug himself. Hug himself meaning like congratulate himself.
1: Uh uh-huh. for Having for being such a serious person and yeah. not ridiculous in the least bit, right? Right. Uh-huh. So, Miss
0: Bingley is not quite reading the situation right. Like, Miss, M- she's asked, she's like jokingly asking, like, Miss Bennett, like, oh, how can we punish Mr. Darcy? And Miss Bennett is like, oh, let's just tease him. Mm-hmm. And surely you know how to do that since you were so close to him. Like, you have the best ammo probably yeah and uh, but miss bingley is like i would never do such a thing
1: uh huh. there's nothing to tease mr darcy about yeah which i don't darcy doesn't want to hear that
0: no he, darcy wants to kind of get taken down a peg by uh, elizabeth
1: nor does darcy think he's wholly without fault that's true because yeah. he doesn't believe anyone's without fault so right. he just knows that miss bingley is lying here yeah uh-huh. yeah uh mr darcy is not to be laughed at cried elizabeth that is an uncommon advantage. Like, that's very rare among people. Yeah. And uncommon, I hope it will continue, for it would be a great loss to me to have many such acquaintance. Like, it would be a great loss to me if I knew a lot of people who I couldn't laugh at. <laughs> I dearly love a laugh. It's true. hmm Yep. Yeah, so she's like miss you can't laugh at mr darcy well that's really rare Mm -hmm. and i hope it is rare among most people because and it would be a great loss to me because i love to laugh at my friends and other people right (laughs) at my acquaintances yeah Uh in a teasing way obviously yeah yeah yeah
0: miss bingley said he said darcy oh
1: i'm sorry not to interrupt but Mm -hmm. who do who does this line remind remind you of i i uncommon i hope it will continue for it'd be a great loss to me i dearly love a laugh who does that sound like
0: Oh, Mr. Bennett. Mr.
1: Bennett, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Here yeah. is,
0: like, Elizabeth demonstrating how similar she is to Mr. Bennett, mm-hmm. is that she enjoys laughing, uh, sometimes at the expense of others, but in a in a nicer in a, way. In a better way. In well, a better she, way than Mr. Bennett Yeah, does. yeah,
1: she can make fun of you to your face, and you won't be that offended. Right. But Mr. Bennett is going to be actually cutting. <laughs>
0: um, Miss Bingley, said he, said Darcy, has given me credit for more than can be. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Bingley, Mr. Darcy is just like, Miss Bingley's wrong. Um, For
1: more, it's impossible yeah. like to not be laughed at, to have no faults, right? Right. Uh. Um,
0: the wisest and the best of men, nay, the wisest and best of their actions, may be rendered ridiculous by a person whose first object in life is a joke.
1: Mm. Interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not right to say that she was saying he has no faults. He's saying that it's uh, impossible to find someone who can't be laughed at mm-hmm. because even the wisest and best of men maybe rendered ridiculous by someone who's always looking to make fun of people, right? Yeah. Yeah, even, like, the greatest and wisest man can be made fun of by someone who's looking for a joke.
0: Right. Uh And that's a little bit of a misreading on Elizabeth Darcy... Well, maybe not. he's not he's not speaking about Elizabeth per se. You but think who's, this who's person first whose object first object in life, in life is, is a joke?
1: joke. I think he, it's a slight on Elizabeth a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh-huh. he he's
0: like jokingly saying that Elizabeth's only or primary objective in life is to like find a joke and find a fault in someone to joke about.
1: Elizabeth yeah. says, "I love a laugh." Mm-hmm. Darcy says, "Your first object in life is to find a joke, <laughs> <laughs> right?" Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: but then, what? But then, um, certainly replied Elizabeth. There are such people, but I hope I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm.
1: I hope I'm not a person whose first object in life is to find a joke, yeah. right? Uh-huh. a little bit
0: humbling here. I hope yeah. I'm not one of them. Um, I hope I never ridicule what is wise or good. Follies and nonsense, whims and inconsistencies do divert me, I own, and I laugh at them whenever I can. But these, I suppose, are precisely what you are without
1: okay yeah so she's like i hope i'm not one of those people who make fun of the wise and the good right Right. because i never want to ridicule what i actually think is good right i want to ridicule follies and nonsense whims and inconsistencies what do you how do you read whims here
0: uh just sort of like airheadedness yeah i think like
1: (laughs) acting without thinking about it right Uh, yeah they do divert me like they they're fun for me i own i like making fun of them yeah but these, I suppose, all these, follies and nonsense, whims and inconsistencies, you, Mr. Darcy, have none of. Right? right. Being joking. a little sarcastic. She's sarcastic yeah, about uh, that. Yeah, She's yeah. like,
0: oh, well, you probably don't have any follies or nonsense uh, or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, perhaps that is not possible for anyone. But it has been the study of my life to avoid those weaknesses which often expose a strong understanding to ridicule.
1: Okay, (laughs) so Darcy's saying perhaps it's not possible for any one person to have no follies or nonsense, Mm -hmm. right, or whims or inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. But I have been, like, trying my entire life to avoid any weakness that would open me up to ridicule. Yeah. That's kind of, that makes me feel a little bad for Darcy.
0: Right, he, yeah, yeah.
1: That's, like, an extension of his pride. Like, I right. I try really hard to not do anything that could be made fun of.
0: <laughs> um, and then Elizabeth goes, uh, such as vanity and pride.
1: As for two examples of weaknesses, yes. which could open you a ridicule. But she's also being, like, joking here, because I feel like this last speech from Darcy betrays both vanity and pride. Yeah,
0: yeah, she's calling him out for the very weaknesses that he's showing right now. I
1: mean, making it the study of your life for no one to... Ridicule you, ridicule you is vain. That's yeah. vanity. That's thinking about how other people perceive you. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah. And what does he say?
1: Yes, vanity is a weakness indeed, but pride, where there is a real superiority of mind, pride will be always under good regulation. Meaning, pride is always like a, you know, something good to employ, right. like a, a good uh, thing to have.
0: Right. So he here, he here, he's um, um, differentiating between vanity and pride. Vanity, I think, is a weakness because it, like you said, has to do with what other people think of you. He's
1: saying, "Yeah, I'm not being vain." Yeah, uh-huh, Darcy yeah. hates.
0: Darcy hates when, um, Darcy hates people's concern for other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas pride, it says, is more about your your own how you feel about yourself
1: three so darcy's saying the reason i have made it the study of my life to never be ridiculed is not because i care what other people think of me it's because of the respect i have for myself i think that's what he's saying yeah Uh (laughs) and and that's why he thinks pride's a good thing Mm -hmm. and elizabeth turned away to hide a smile so she thinks this is all very funny
0: right and she turned away so that's I guess nice. It's like how
1: she stopped smiling when everyone was laughing at Darcy in the last chapter. Yeah. yeah. I guess she, she can, maybe she can tell that Darcy really thinks this, but she still finds it hilarious, but she doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, she doesn't want to hurt Darcy so much to ridicule his belief to his
0: face about this. Yeah, Darcy's very, being very open right now. He's uh-huh. talking, he's like really actually like, he's really like talking about what he really feels. Um, so for Elizabeth to then laugh at him about his actual values would be really crass to his face yeah, to but his she face. does think it's funny it's kind of funny it is kind of uh
1: funny. uh but maybe she also is feeling i don't know like not getting any feelings for him but like having a little bit more sympathy for him maybe not thinking of him wholly as just like a disagreeable person right yeah. we're, we're understanding darcy's uh, mentality a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, your examination of mr darcy is over i presume said miss bingley and pray what is the result so like your cross-questioning of Darcy is over, I hope. Mm-hmm. And what what's your findings? What do you think?
0: I am perfectly convinced by it that Mr. Darcy has no defect. He owns it himself without disguise. So this is sarcastic.
1: Yeah, that Mr. Darcy has no defect. He owns it himself without disguise. Yeah, I think she's being sarcastic here. Yeah,
0: it's sarcastic, but it's also teasing without being directly teasing. Mm-hmm. Because Darcy is saying, like, um... Of course, it's impossible to be without defects, but I have spent my whole life to make sure that I don't have any defects. Uh And so Elizabeth's like, yeah, so, you know, after my cross-examination, I have come to the conclusion that Mr. Darcy is perfect
1: defectless yes <laughs> uh he owns it himself he yeah. Uh,
0: he even admits mr
1: Darcy it. is perfect and he admits it right this is jokes yeah. uh being sarcastic right no said darcy i have made no such pretension like i've never pretended that i have no defects yeah
0: so darcy <laughs> elizabeth here is obviously being sarcastic but darcy still wants to like make make it more make the clarification
1: uh uh-huh, yeah he says i have faults enough but they are not i hope of understanding my temper, I dare not vouch for. So, like, I have plenty of faults, but it's not because of, like, my ability to...
0: My intelligence. My intelligence, yeah. my
1: ability to understand things, yeah. However, my temper, like, my anger or my moodiness, mm-hmm. I can't vouch for. Mm-hmm. You know, I there are faults there. Mm-hmm. It is, I believe, too little yielding, like... It's it's too little. Uh, my temper won't, like, ingratiate itself with people, right? No. I won't allow myself to, like, let loose, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah. Certainly too little for the convenience of the world. Mm. I cannot forget the follies and vices of others so soon as I ought, nor the offenses against myself. My feelings are not puffed about with every attempt to move them. My temper would perhaps be called resentful. My good opinion, once lost, is lost forever. Okay.
0: So you know what this all sounds like? What's that? This all sounds like an indirect boast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a humble brag. Yeah, it does kind of sound like that. The very
0: thing that he says that Bing that he accuses Bingley of doing la- last chapter. He himself is kind of Yeah, because right even though
1: he says like, "Oh, my moodiness is a fault," he's also kind of being proud of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my, yeah. Ten-
0: I'm too. I don't um, I don't bend at the whims of others as well as other people. That's what he's trying uh-huh. to say. That's
1: he- a really good point. Yeah, yeah. He is being he is complimenting himself by saying yeah. that this is something wrong with I him. I don't easily uh... forgive
0: people. These are not these are like not real defect no
1: well we also see that darcy is incredibly aware mm-hmm. of like how he comes off like he is too he's not obliging at all but it yeah. would be more convenient for him if he was so <laughs> this everyone. is yeah this is more for everyone yeah but even though it would be more convenient i can't do it right also right. Uh-huh. Well, he
0: doesn't care about everyone so he's saying by saying certainly too little for the convenience of the world it's almost like It's too inconvenient for other people. Not that I care. (laughs) We also
1: see when he says, I cannot forget the follies and vices of others so soon as I ought. We see two different ways, like him and Elizabeth deal with the ridiculousness of the the world in two different ways. Like Elizabeth can laugh at it. Darcy just gets like broody about it. Yeah, Uh, Darcy holds a grudge. Yeah, yeah. Nor the fences get myself. All right, so hold on we'll come back to this but my feelings are not puffed about with every attempt to move them so who would be wise to listen to this sentence
0: that would be bingley miss
1: bingley or mr
0: bingley right my feelings are not puffed about with every attempt to move them okay
1: well mr bingley's feelings can be puffed about but who would be wise to listen to this like fact about darcy
0: Oh, um, Miss Bingley. Yeah,
1: because who's been puffing about his feelings this whole time? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying
0: to like manipulate his feelings about towards her. So,
1: Mr. Darcy is basically indirectly saying, like, Miss Bingley, all your attentions are failing, right? (laughs) Uh, My temper would perhaps be called resentful. My good opinion, once lost, is lost forever. So, this is going to be important for other characters we'll meet.
0: Yes. We can. I think we could just say right. Uh, uh, Wickham. About, yeah. Wickham. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've already talked about Wickham a lot. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. So this is this is a good. This is a true insight into Darcy's character. Even if he's humble bragging, this is right. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, we should humble brag Harris Whittles. He invented that. R. I. P. Who? Uh, a comedian who, oh. who wrote. He invented the term humble humble brag. Oh,
0: did he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: he's now passed away, unfortunately.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: okay. But what does Elizabeth say?
0: That is a failing indeed, cried Elizabeth. Implacable resentment is a shade in a character. So that's like a a folly of a character. Mm -hmm. But you have chosen your fault well. I cannot, I really cannot laugh at it. You are safe from me. So these faults are not... Like, silly, like, ridiculous faults. These are, like, faults that you really can't mock someone for.
1: I think Elizabeth's being sincere here. This yeah. is sincerely stated. Yeah, it's true. That is a failing. Implacable resentment is, like, almost like a dark side to a character. Mm-hmm. But it's not the worst fault to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really cannot laugh at it. You are safe from me.
0: But I do, I like how she says, you have chosen your fault well. Uh,
1: like, it's his choice. Mm-hmm. It, it almost is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so she's doing a little mocking. But I think she's feeling... She's starting to understand Darcy a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, she, he's not just like the odious man mm-hmm. that he was to her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, then Darcy says, There is, I believe, in every disposition, a tendency to some particular evil, a natural defect, which not even the best education can overcome.
0: So he's also saying a more universal truth here. He's like mm. saying, well, you know... Um, everyone has some sort of defect and like you can't even like even the best education in the world can't pay can't pay to like get rid of like all of a person's faults and make them absolutely perfect i think
1: austin agrees with this based on Mm -hmm. let's read the next two lines of dialogue okay and then uh,
0: so elizabeth goes and your defect is a propensity to hate everybody
1: and yours darcy replied with a smile is willfully to misunderstand them. Okay, what does this sound like? A propensity to hate everybody and a propensfully, propensity to willfully misunderstand people.
0: Wait, who are they? Who are
1: you? Well, what does that sound like to you? What, what two qualities does this sound
0: oh. like?
1: Oh, <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. The, those are their two defects that yeah. are that they were born with that they have to overcome through the course of this novel. For right. Darcy, it's pride. For Elizabeth, it's prejudice Yeah. because she is.
0: They're also like yeah.
1: She's prejudiced against Darcy, mm-hmm. and she has to open up that that view, yeah. and she has to open up her view of people in general. I guess right, right. Uh-huh.
0: And it's it's you know it is Pride and Prejudice. It's sort of they they are like shades of Pride and Prejudice, but also like they're not. These aren't entirely accurate. Lizzie is Elizabeth is saying Darcy hates everyone, which isn't true. Darcy yes. just prefers the company of the people he already knows, mm-hmm. um, and has high standards. Yeah. Um, and he's saying. Elizabeth's
1: um she's willfully misunderstanding people. Yeah. She's not willfully misunderstanding. No. Anyone. At this uh-huh. point
0: Elizabeth has no idea what how Darcy feels for her. Yeah. So she's not willfully misunderstanding him. It's she's just this is what she actually thinks Darcy feels towards her. Yeah.
1: Well, okay, they're overstatements, but they are both indications of pride and prejudice. I, yeah, uh, I agree. yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's, it's significant that it comes right after this line of there's, you know, a defect baked into everyone, right? Yep. Uh uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so Miss Bingley's like, this is enough. You know, you're talking way too much. <laughs> yeah. Do let us have a little music, cried Miss Bingley, tired of a conversation in which she had no share. Mm, Third wheeling. Uh-huh. Louisa, you will not mind my waking Mr. <laughs> Hurst. So <laughs> it's all time. Uh, Mr. Mr. Hurst is, is
0: fast asleep. I like to imagine
1: he's been snoring loudly also. <laughs> and Miss Bingley's like, I'm tired of this conversation. Let's play a little music. Uh, you know, my sister, Louisa, I'm sure you won't mind us waking Mr. Hurst with our songs, mm-hmm, right?
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Her sister made not the smallest objection, because she obviously does not give a, give a crap about her own husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pianoforte was opened, and Darcy, after a few moments recollection, was not sorry for it. He was like, okay, good, I'm glad that we're now moving on to music. Uh-huh. He had begun, or he'd begun to feel the danger of paying Elizabeth too much attention. So
1: last chapter he said I'm in love with Elizabeth or you know Austin tells us this he's in love with Elizabeth but he doesn't believe he's in any danger now after that conversation Darcy's like uh oh I'm starting to get into hot water like I'm having real (laughs) like I can't deny these real feelings anymore right
0: yeah it reminds me of the I'm in danger meme
1: I'm sorry, I don't Oh I don't my know, god. Um, the the one with um I'm a meme illiterate.
0: Uh well I, I'm gonna be a Simpsons illiterate here because I don't even remember Ralphie? Ralph. Ralph, Ralph Wiggum, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, in the oh you don't remember it? I'll show it to you later. Okay, all right. <laughs> he's just like, I'm in danger. Uh, Aw.
1: <laughs> that's cute. Well yeah, Darcy is in danger and he knows it. Yeah. Yeah, you can feel it. he was getting a little hot under the collar during this conversation. Oh, totally. I think. Yeah. Uh, he's
0: like, Oh, what is this I'm feeling? Yeah, <laughs> why is my heart beating so fast? Uh uh-huh.
1: well And this is why we like Darcy and ultimately Elizabeth likes Darcy is because he, you know, he wants to have, he doesn't want to miss Bingley. He doesn't want someone just to, like, pamper his ego. No, He wants to have real conversations. He wants to
0: have real conversations. He doesn't want, like, a yes man or a yes woman, rather. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. wants a formidable uh, opponent, Uh, in a way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: Yep. Pretty short chapter. Chapter
1: 11. But... This is this is serious now. Darcy is really like starting to have serious feelings, and maybe even contemplating like like he doesn't want to, but maybe against his better judgment, he's contemplating a proposal.
0: Mhm. Yep. Well, that's chapter eleven. Eleven.
1: All right. Well, we'll see you in chapter twelve. Yep. I'm Grace. And I'm Tom.
0: Bye.